Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with marketing guru, Elizabeth Pampalone. She is an author, an international speaker, an entrepreneur, and an expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. If you are an author and you are looking for that secret code, that secret sauce, that that magic dust to market and promote and sell your book, I believe Elizabeth may have what you are looking for. She has a great program called Absolute Marketing. She's here to tell us all about it. She is the newest member of the book club. Welcome, marketing guru, Elizabeth Pampalone. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here with me today, being on the podcast and being the newest member to the book club. Welcome. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. I am really excited to talk to you because I talk to a lot of authors and they talk about their publishing journey and what it was like. And then everybody seems to get stuck on the marketing piece, right? It's like, how do I get, now that I've got this book and I've even figured out the the publishing part, but now what do I do? And so I know that's your area of expertise and we'll get into that for a moment. But I also want to find out about your journey as an author and your journey to go into marketing. What was that like? Like, what was the catalyst that got you interested in this field? Well, at 14, I actually started to build websites. So that was something that I've been doing for over 20 years and I loved it and I wanted to make a career out of it. So I went to school for it, then ended up going through a pretty nasty divorce, lost everything at the age of 20. So I I really hadn't even started anything yet. And I was trying to start over, trying to find a job. And basically my mom was like, you're just gonna have to make a job. You're unemployable. And she's like, you you know too many things, but you know a little bit about a lot of things. So she said, pick two things you like, make yourself a job. So I started a computer repair company and a training company. And once I did that, I started to work with businesses. And I was like, oh my gosh, all this marketing stuff that I was doing as a kid, I can now bring back into my business. And so I started a second business, which is the Absolute Marketing Agency. And um, I've been doing that for, for several years. And about four years ago, um, about three or four years into actually owning that company, I totally changed the, the game. You know, I was doing the marketing the same way everybody else was, but now um, we, end up, we ended up starting a new process, which I developed called Absolute Marketing, which is creating all of your marketing content for the entire year in just five days. Wow, that's impressive. So, you know, when you decided that you were going to publish your book, I'm sure you thought, you know, you had the marketing piece figured out because that's what you do. But for many of us who are aspire to be published and then we are published, but then we uh, aspire to have sales, right? How, how do you help an author with your absolute marketing, bring that book to the forefront and really, you know, market and promote that book? Well, there's a lot of prep work that can go into it, um, depending on what type of book you have, whether it's an ebook, whether there's associated courses, maybe it's just 
the book by itself. And so depending on how robust your ecosystem is with your book, um, whether it's just the book or their sequels or if it's fiction, nonfiction, a lot of the the generalities that we can talk about for those, like for any, any book at all, is going to be the prep work on social media. So teasing the book, putting out quotes from the book, um, you know, giving, asking people questions, what do you think this person does next? Or, um, you know, things like that to actually get engagement. And then definitely previewing and saying, hey, um, you know, we're gonna pick 10 people that are gonna get a preview copy and, and kind of get that buzz out there a little bit. Get them to post on social media, hey, I'm reading this book right now, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, having a launch date and then having a little bit of a party, if you will, sometimes a Zoom party, um, and actually putting a book out there in the ecosphere, but making it a little bit more of like a special occasion. And then from there, then posting things on your social media that tie into people purchasing the book. So if you're doing pre-orders, you can do that ahead of time, but if you're not, you can definitely, um, you know, every post you put out doesn't necessarily need to link to the book, but it needs to be in relation to the book, depending on if it's your only thing, but if it's not your only thing, maybe you have a business as well, or you have uh, courses you're selling as well, then you would wanna make sure you mix those up, gen- like, you know, in a better way, whether you have like more of a balance, Um, But if it's your book is your only thing, then you got to just basically sell that book every single time you post. And there's ways to sell without being salesy. And I think that quotes from the book, um, sharing people's stories of what they thought of the book or how the book helped them um, or how they, you know, oh, I was reading this series and now I'm reading this one because it's so much better, whatever that is. Um, Getting people's stories is going to be helpful. Posting those reviews once you start getting them in asking people for reviews. So there's lots of things you can post around your book, whether it's your only piece or whether it's part of like an ecosystem. In marketing, I know that I hear the term, you know, building your brand, build your brand. How do you do that? And first of all, let's back up. When they say build your brand, what is your brand? What is that? Well, I believe that your brand is your message. And I believe that all authors have a singular message that they're trying to get out, whether their books are varied in topic or they have seven or eight or nine or 10 books, or they have a series of books, um, like a fiction series. I believe that your your message is the same. So for, let's say, um, uh, Scott Rouse, he's a body language expert. All of his books and, and his partner, Greg, they, all their books, they have like 20 books between them. They're all on body language and all on basically interrogation tactics. And so they have the same message. We wanna find out how people are on a base, what their baseline is, and then we wanna know when they deviate from that baseline. That's kind of their message. They're gonna teach you how to do that. They're gonna share with you how to do that. And so when you have your singular message, whether you talk about a very small part of it or you expand on one topic of it. So for example, my, my message is that marketing should be simple. I think it should be super simple, it's not complicated, and I talk about five different pieces. Um, It's brand, which we're talking about now, which is having that same message over and over. And if you listen to any of my podcasts that I've done, I did 140 podcasts last year as a guest. And if you listen to any of them, you're gonna hear me say almost the same thing. (laughs) And it's not because it's boring. I mean, I have people listening to these like every time they come out, but they're, they're like, they're not boring, but I hear you say the same things in different ways with to different audiences 
um, with different twists, with different spins. When a person asks a question, you're talking to them, you know? And so having that message that's the same, but doesn't get boring, right? And that's really your brand. And having that core piece that you can talk about over and over, I talk about brand, websites, social media, blogging, and email marketing. That's all the marketing you need for anything. You can do podcasts, I think that's a great way to market. You can do memberships, I think that's a great way to market. But at the same time, if you don't need those two pieces or they're not for you, those other five, you gotta have those, <laughs> just like universal. So that's my message, and so I have that one message. If you go to my website, you're gonna see that message. If you hear a podcast, if you hear my podcast that I do, you're gonna hear that message. If you hear me speak anywhere, you're gonna hear the same message. So having a message as part of your brand, and then having a visual representation of that is going to be very helpful. So that logo, those colors, Colors have psychology. Font has psychology based around it. So you don't want to just pick anything random. Oh, I like pink. I like blue. You want to actually choose the colors that are going to resonate with your audience. Not, oh, purple's my favorite color. I got to go with that. No, you can't just do that. Green is was not my favorite color. If you see I'm wearing green, green isn't my brand. I wear it every time I speak. I wear it every time I um, you know, talk, even if I'm visual or not, <laughs> on, on camera or not. And basically... Uh, it's part of my brand, and so that's my visual representation to say, hey, my name's Elizabeth, I wear green, and you're probably gonna ask me why I'm wearing green. Oh, it's your favorite color, right? Oh, it's, you know, looks good on you, right? No, this is because it's my brand color, and it does mean things, and so if you look up color psychology on Google, you can find out what those colors mean, and then look at your own logo and go, it, does that mean what I think it should? Or does that mean what I want it to mean when people glance at it? Because when you see things like Apple and Nike and, you know, Craft um, and all these different big companies that we live with every single day, Starbucks, you see them and you glance at them and you make an opinion. You form an opinion on them whether you know anything about them or not. Whether you know their mission, their vision, their values, it doesn't matter. You know kind of what they do, okay, Starbucks coffee. But if you didn't know anything about their mission and vision, you'd have a sense or a feeling about them regardless. So um, definitely when it comes to brand, I like to pair the message with the visual. So that whether you hear my message or you see my visual or you see them together, it all makes sense and you go, I get it. And it sticks with you because it's so impactful. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. But as an author, you don't necessarily have a logo. So Yeah, yeah, you do. What, what, what is your <laughs> logo though? What is see and this is things I don't know. Yeah. What I would think your you should logo be. Well, well I think so, you should have like a publishing company, especially if you self-publish. Um, if you're not self-publishing, you're kind of under the brand of the publishing company. Um, and then your brand would be yourself. It would be your photo. It would be your bio, right? That's your thing. But you still have to have your message because your book is about something. You have a message. So basically, you, if you're under a publishing company, you're kind of under their brand umbrella. But if you don't have that, um, then what you want to do is build a publishing brand for yourself. So I had a uh, lady that I worked with, she was an author of children's books, and her publishing company was Word Whittler Books. And she had someone illustrate this little curl of uh, like a wood shaving, you know, when you're wood whittling and you have those mm -hmm. little shavings. She had someone actually illustrate that. It looked gorgeous, it was beautiful, and it just was that over the word Word Whittler Books. And it was her publishing company so that no matter what she did, whether she wrote a children's book, an adult book, her biography, it all fell under Word Whittler Books. So I thought that was really great for her to establish that brand 
and then use that as her main messaging. Word Whittler books had a message behind them that were they were for everyone, that they were to educate, they were to inspire. And so her message with Word Whittler books, anything she did under that, the book itself didn't matter so much at that moment. It was that it was a Word Whittler book and that Word Whittler book had a message. So that's why I think you should definitely have like a publishing company that you make that is a branded company. Then the books will be themselves a brand, but they'll all kind of fall under that umbrella. And that's really smart. So how I hear authors saying, you know, I'm on social media, right? I tweet or whatever I do to get my book out there. But how do I know that I'm reaching my audience? Because social media is vast and big and large. And sometimes it can feel like you're posting away and you're not getting any results from that. So what do you do about that? So with that, I would say that's not your only piece of marketing. (laughs) Your marketing should be inclusive of all the five things I mentioned. You should have a brand. So you should have your publishing brand and your book should be branded. I mean, it has its, its own style, its own feel, its own message, right? Its own singular message. So you have this brand, right? Then you have a website. Whether you use your publishing website or you have a public a website for each book, that's up to you. But you need to have a website because that's where people go to like, that's like home base, right? That's where they kind of all land and filter to. And that's where you can really explain things. You can talk about more about the author. You can show up, say, hey, book us for speaking. You know, book a book signing. Um, you know, ask us for book study questions. I don't know, whatever. You can put book study questions on. You can have all of that info that you would want to share. Uh, maybe new information about new books coming out. All of that can be in one place. If you start putting that on the social media, and I do believe you should use social media, um, but if you start putting all that out on social, six months from now, you put out this great post about these book questions, and you put a link, and then six months later, someone's like looking for that, and they don't find it, it's on social media, it's buried way down in the list, right? But if it was on your website, and you were constantly referring to it on social media, then people would find it because it's on your website that I can find it through a search on Google and I can also find it if I'm scrolling through social media and I see, oh, they just posted these questions even though you've posted them 10 times in a year because you wanna keep posting them, you wanna keep sharing them. So having that home base is really good. Then using social media to refer back. I believe the only reason we use social media is to actually put people to our website. So if you're not doing that and you're just posting, you're not gonna get as much traction as if you're posting and having a purpose for, hey, go read this blog I wrote. Hey, go check out these questions. Hey, go check out the book. Go buy it right now. You can go click on my website. Even if it's on Amazon, I wanna go to your website first so I get that feel, that sense of who you are, what you're about. Maybe I wanna click around a little more and then I click buy, because I'm not just gonna go, buying it, done, I'm, I'm sold. I need to know about it. I need to kind of find out what that message is and be kind of immersed in that message through your website. I don't get that through Facebook or Instagram. I don't get that through Amazon, certainly. Um, the only reason I use Amazon is if I've already been told about a book and I've been sold on it already. But I wouldn't just be sold on it from a Facebook post, you know, right, or an Instagram post. I would wanna know more. And I feel like Amazon doesn't give you that experience so you can build your own customer experience on your website. Then you take, and this is a 20% spread, right? So 20% goes to your brand, 20% goes to your website, and maybe a little more to your website, but then 20% goes to your social media. So it's not your be all end all. And then 20% goes into blogging. Taking the questions that people have about your industry, your book, your topic, and writing about it 
in a general sense, not about your book specifically, not putting up chapters, but actually saying, hey, you know what? A lot of people have a question about why they need to have, for example, this is my, is my favorite book, Profit First. Why do I need to have a budget? Okay, well, budget's a dirty word and Profit First doesn't use it, <laughs> but technically it's a budget book, right? So you can take talk about, hey, why is budget a dirty word? That's not in your book but it might be something that people would be looking for and it leads them to your book. And you can also share that out on social media. You can also share that to your email list. And your email list is gonna be another great funnel for people to share that. They're gonna read more about it. They're gonna have it sit in their inbox for a while and then click on it and go, yeah, I got that a couple days ago. I should probably look into that. And they're going to, it's gonna be a different type of audience. But if you don't know who your book is for, all those five pieces I just told you about, brand, website, social, blogging, and email marketing. They're not gonna do anything for you. You're gonna fall flat every single time because there's there's nothing, there's no re reason to put it out. You don't know who you're talking to, so you can't actually speak to them. So for example, if I went up to a little kid and I was like, so, quantum physics, how, how do you, what do you think about the um, space-time continuum? The five-year-old would be like, I don't know. <laughs> so that, they would be like, whatever, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. But if I went up to, you know, uh, Stephen Hawking, <laughs> you know, God rest his soul, like, if, if I went to him and I was like, hey, I wanna talk to you about the time space continuum, he'd be like, great, let's talk about this, you know, or Albert Einstein, he'd be like, all right, let's talk about ENC squared. So I need to know the audience I'm talking to if I wanna have the conversation. And so if you don't know who your book is for, and if you say everyone, you're wrong. <laughs> your book is for someone, you wrote it for a reason, whether it was, because you wanted to bring light to a subject, whether it was because you went through this experience and now you're sharing with others, or you wrote a fiction book because, you know what, there were no fiction books about XYZ. I wanted to make sure there was that place represented. So that's why all these great authors have, have put out books because they're representing a group, a person, even one person, that they think is underrepresented. And for example, like Mike Michalowicz, he was like, Hey, when I wrote Profit First, this really helped me. I figured out this system, I developed it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I need to share it with other people because no one is talking about this. And when other authors have written books, fiction or nonfiction, whatever, they have that same thing. There's, this isn't out there, I need to make it, make it out there. Whether it's your process, your system, um, your you know approach to something, or if it's like I said, that fiction book that you just never found and you're like, I'm gonna write it. I have this story in my head and I need to write that. I haven't heard of that anywhere. I haven't seen it anywhere. It's, I'm gonna write my story in. And so, so if you know that audience, even if you think it's just one person, I wrote it for me, I wrote it for, cause there's a bunch of me's out there, right? There's a lot of people just like me who would need the book that I write, so. That, you know what, I love to listen to you talk because it's like all of these marketing ideas that I really don't think most authors think about. You know, you had talked about building an email list. And so in order to build an email list, you have to have a landing page or a website to do that, right? To start gathering that information. Mm -hmm. So when you are marketing and you talked about your book, Do This First, and how you can have a year's worth of marketing in five days, tell me a little bit about that because that sounds incredibly intriguing and God, like you just, you know, you've just checked the box, marketing done for the entire year. I can go do some other things now. 
It's true. And when I, when I work with my clients in my company um, and, and my team, we will sit with somebody in person, one-on-one, face-to-face for five days and do brand, build a brand, build a website, build all the social media for a year, build all the blog posts for a year, and, and build all the emails for a year. This is written, designed, scheduled, literally done. This is not a plan. It's not a strategy. It's literally done. When I started to write the book, I was thinking about, oh, I'll write the formulas. I'll write out how we do that. But what I was actually getting asked more was, I don't, they were saying, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to spend the five days, which I think it's better to spend the five days and get it out of the way. But I was hearing a lot from my clients that if I could just do, if I just knew what to do, right? And I could do it every single day or like have that someone like telling me like, some people are like, hey, I want to put you in my pocket, take you home. Can you just call me every day and say, hey, okay, do this now. Go, okay, go do this next thing. <laughs> and so my whole thing was I was reading about, you know, the, the eating the frog first and all those things like Stephen Covey and all that stuff about how you structure your to-do list so that it's easier to get through the day and you feel more accomplished. And I thought if, and I honestly believe this because I do this marketing stuff all the time. I do my five, my five days to get my year done, but there's always ongoing marketing things you still have to do, right? All that stuff that just comes up that's like, oh, I'm going to be at a talk and now I got to make the social post or whatever. So when, when I wrote the book, I was like, if I could just tell you what to do every single day and you did it first, you just started with this one task, it could take you five minutes, it could take you 50 minutes you would actually be more successful than even if you did my whole program for the five days. And it was because I took things in my own business that I do every single day. And I don't do 50 million things a day. I do one to two marketing activities every single day. And I literally wrote them all out. And some of them I repeat. So some of them I do on you know monthly basis or weekly or sometimes even like quarterly. And I wrote everything down and I put it into this book. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna write the book. I'm gonna publish it. And I was like, no, I, I'm different. <laughs> I always do everything the opposite of way of you're supposed to. So I decided to make an interactive ebook. And it's in a system, it's in a membership system where if you sign up for it, it's $99. And you sign up, it will start emailing you one thing to do every single day with an explanation, with a little tutorial, like whatever needs to be there for that specific task. And it'll take you anywhere from five to 50 minutes to accomplish it. So the first hour of your day, when you sit at your computer, before you get your email rolling, before you start putting out all the fires, you just sit down and you get your task and you look at what the task is for today. And when you look at it, it marks it complete. It says, done, you did this. So if you look at it and it says complete, then you kind of feel compelled to do it. <laughs> so, but it's about doing this one thing first. And if you follow and you did it every single day, and it's like five days a week, if you did it every single day, then your business would, you would increase your confidence because you'd be doing things you probably weren't necessarily gonna do on your own. You're gonna increase your bottom line because your business is gonna grow because these things are grow, business growing activities or marketing activities that are gonna help you grow sales and things like that. Um, and you're just going to feel more accomplished in your day that you don't have this to-do list hanging over you, this silent to-do list going, oh, help me, fix me, do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, for your marketing, you're like, hey, I did it today. Like, I did the one thing Elizabeth told me just to do this today. And it kind of takes that pressure off of, oh my gosh, I got all this marketing stuff to do. Yeah, and it sounds like you don't feel overwhelmed either because just the idea of marketing 
for someone who's not a marketer, right, can be overwhelming. And it's funny because when I talk to authors and I'd be like, okay, so how do you market your book? They're like, yeah, I have no idea, right? I do not. That's a good question, Kelly. And I'll be like, well, if you ever come up with the secret sauce, let me know. Because I think we're all trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, Elizabeth, you may have... <laughs> You may have the answer to what we've been looking for. So let me see if I understanding you right. This five-day program, it isn't, is it five days and that's it? Or because you said there are things that have to be done quarterly or weekly or monthly, correct? Because it's ongoing. It's not five days and you're done, right? Well, if you do the five-day program, it is five days and done. Because if you want, so I always say, if you want to post more, the more the merrier. If you want to send more emails, go ahead. If you want to write more blogs, great. But what happens to us is we don't get that stuff done. So if we did this on a five, you know, weekly basis, we're posting, we're writing posts and we're putting them out. Then we're writing posts and we're putting them out. We fall off the wagon at some point, right? We, it's like dieting. Like we just fall off. We're like, forget it. I, I'm too busy. I don't have time. I'm out of town. I'm whatever, right? So this really gives you this baseline. If you want to do more, always great. But there's other marketing activities that you could be doing that we can't do in the five days. And that's what the book is for. It's kind of that supplemental piece. Or if if you don't get to do the five days at all, and you just did this, you'd still be ahead, right? You'd still be ahead. So the book is really a two, two part, two fold piece. So if you've done the five days, you're pretty much good. But if you add the book, you're go- like you're golden. You're gonna you don't have to do you don't have to do anything extra other than the five days in the book and you're good. Like one thing a day. But if you just did the book you'd still be ahead even if you never did the five days because there are things that I have in the book like applying for podcasts. You still have to apply to be on them. You can't just sit there and be like, all right, somebody put me on a podcast, right? You have to do the applications and that takes time and effort and energy. And so I have things in the book like write your pitch today, write your podcast pitch. Don't apply to anything, just write the pitch. Here's the things you need, here's an example, here's what you should have in it. And then maybe a few days later, I say, go out and apply for five podcasts. And here's some resources where you can get that. So it's definitely, you know, little tiny things that kind of like that drip, drip, drip that eventually, you know, make that Grand Canyon and that amazing thing. So that sounds great. So the five day um, course is ninety nine dollars. And that's uh, the, the membership. Is that how? So tell, explain to me yeah. how it works because I want to make sure that <laughs> yeah, the listeners are understanding. Because I'm thinking, huh, this might be something that <laughs> Kelly does. So keep talking. Yeah. So the five day course, it's actually a one on one session with me. That's on my website. All the pricing is there if you want to look at that. It's a little more expensive than ninety nine dollars. Okay. Um, but I do have courses on each of the days in my membership system. Um, And the book is there also. I kind of like flat pricing. I'm like one of those people where I'm like, it's just a price and everything is the same price. So all of my courses and my book, because it does send you those emails every day, it is $99 each. So the book is 99, you can get a course on branding for 99, you can get a course on email marketing for 99. So everything is just flat pricing. My membership is free. I want people to come in. I have a lot of free stuff in there. I do free trainings. We have guest experts. So I like to offer like this open entry level thing for free. Like let's just get you started with something marketing related. If you're kind of lost, you don't know where to go, what to do, Let's start you off with some free stuff that's going to dip your toe in, get you started. Then if you want to move on to the courses, again, those are just $99 each. They're all listed there. They have little previews. You can kind of check them out. 
And I'm also in there as well. So I, if you can ask me any questions and I can tell you whatever you need to know as well, if you have questions um, or if you have a marketing question, I answer those as well. And then I have the one-on-one -on -one day sessions where we work, some people do two days, some people do five days. I like the five day sessions because you know that you're getting everything done. You know you're getting it all off your plate. Um, but some people only can do you know, branding and website or they're like, you know what, I'm really good at social media. I like being on there every day. But my brand and my website, I'm like, uh, well, I don't know what to do. So there's things like that where I'll help people with those things. Sometimes they'll come to me with a brand and a website and they're like, I'm not changing it. I love it. I'm good with it, but the, the social media thing, like I am, I don't even know, I'm lost. So people have different needs, so we do those as a separate thing, but we have this done with you service and all the pricing is on the website, it's getabsolutemarketing.com and you can also join the membership for free from there. So I have all these little levels. I like people to kind of step through at the pace that they want, rather than saying, oh, it's this much, you just gotta pay, you know. I want people to start with something free, Get your toe in there, see if it's for you. Maybe do a course or two, maybe do the book that's 99. And then if you're like, you know what? I'm Because I've had people do that. They've done the course and they're like, yeah, I just want you to help me with this because I get the course and I understand it. But now implementing it is where I'm stuck. And that's really what those days are. It's like, let's just do it now. So get it all done. It sounds absolutely fabulous. And it sounds like even though you said budget is a dirty word, <laughs> But most of us associate being on a budget, especially if you're an author, you self-published, you don't have a lot of money, but you're trying to figure out how to get the book out there. It sounds like being able to take these courses individually or just figure out what works for you. But the thing about it is, is that it sounds to me like the investment that you make in marketing is priceless. It is. Because it is necessary. You have to make that investment somewhere along the line. Yep. Right. And it's just like when you have the lemonade stand, right, as a kid and you sit out in front of your driveway because your mom won't let you go down the street, right? <laughs> She's like, okay, you're here, you're in the front of the driveway. Well, if you live in a neighborhood, you got to have signs. Otherwise, you're going to sit there all day and ice is going to melt <laughs> and you're not going to get anything because no one knew you were sitting there except maybe one or two people that happened to walk by. And that's how book sales are. It's like literally sitting in your driveway <laughs> and you're like, anybody going to buy it? Anybody want a book? You know? And so I think you have to put yourself out there a little more. Um, if you were sitting in front of the local grocery store with your lemonade stand, oh, you would, that's where the people are, right? And I kind of liken that to if you're speaking on podcast, if you're doing speaking engagements and using um, some kind of tool from your book, it's harder with fiction, but you can do it. Um, and you're, or you're doing book clubs or you're doing, um, you know, uh, speaking at schools or, you know, whatever that is, speaking is basically selling. And I, really there's a guy is. named Mark Vickers and he was amazing. And he said his whole business was called Speaking is Selling. And I just, I've taken that with me so much because if you're not out there telling anybody and you're just sitting in your driveway, then nobody's, nobody's going to know. So. Right. Right. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the podcast, sharing all of this marketing knowledge. Again, the website is? GetAbsoluteMarketing.com. All the information will be in the podcast description. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, being a member of the book club. This does mean that you can come back anytime. And what I would really like to do with you, Elizabeth, I would really like to have you come back and maybe take one topic at a time oh, yeah. and really help somebody, like really give this information to help somebody who really doesn't understand 
the marketing or might have an, uh, an idea, but I don't really know what to do, right? So I would love to have you come back as a member of the book club. You're always welcomed. I know you're busy, but I truly enjoyed speaking with you. I think what you have to offer is invaluable. So thank you so much for being on and being a member. Well, thank you so much for having me and I would definitely be back. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. I just wrapped up with marketing guru, Elizabeth Pampalone. She had a lot of information and a lot of great ideas on ways to market, promote, and sell your book. She has a great program. You can check out her website. All the information's in the podcast description. Next week, another author, a new member to our book club. Thank you so much for listening. And until then, keep writing.